Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church. Life, faith, together. This morning's reading is taken from Paul's letter to Titus, chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Saviour appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of the rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Saviour, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Amen. Well, good morning. Can you hear me, Mike? Just to make sure that you're there. Yes. That's good. Yeah, we hear you. Screen, screen is coming up. That's good. Well, it's a white Sunday uh, as I look out the uh, the window. But last Monday has been described by many as Blue Monday. Uh, they use it to describe what has often been considered to be the most depressing day of the year. I guess it's wet, cold, you're broke after Christmas, and uh, there's all those unkept resolutions to get fit and drink less, well, we might smile, but um, for many of us, we can have Blue Mondays and they can, they can really get us down. Are there any ways to combat the blues, whether it's a Monday or any blue day? Well, we should definitely not ignore contacting professional medical health advice if we ever feel we need help. I recently came across an interesting web page from a mental health foundation that showed how random acts of kindness can help us and others to get through these dark months. Here are just 10, 10 examples. You can call a friend that you haven't spoken to for a while, tell a family member how much you love them and appreciate them, make a cup of tea for someone you live with, arrange to have a virtual catch-up meal with someone you know, help with household chores at home, tell someone you know that you're proud of them or thankful for them, send someone you know a joke, a picture, an inspirational quote, a card, flowers, reach out, call a friend, family member or neighbour who is experiencing loneliness or self-isolation, donate to a charity or a food bank, maybe consider how you could be a volunteer somewhere, offer to cook or deliver a meal to someone, the list could go on. But it has been shown that kindness can actually 
decrease pain, stress, anxiety, and even blood pressure. Random acts of kindness can do us good. Apparently there's an international day of kindness and uh, that's usually goes unnoticed every 13th of November. But as we zoom in on this passage from Titus, I'd like to ask us five questions. What does the Bible say about kindness? Who should we show kindness to? Why should we show kindness? When should we show kindness? And fifthly, how should we show kindness? What does the Bible say about kindness? Is kindness the same as niceness? Or does the biblical kindness go further than simply buying presents and being agreeable and polite? Well, Jesus said in Luke 6.35, Love your enemies, do good, lend, expect nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. I mean, these are incredibly radical words, aren't they, of Jesus? Uh, in a Roman-occupied society where the majority thought kindness should only ever be shown to somebody who deserved it. And in our passage from Titus 3.4, the kindness and love of God appeared. He saved us. Well, that Greek word that Paul uses for kindness is krestos, and it means a good and gentle action. Actually, Jesus used this word um, when he said, Come unto me, all you who are weak and heavy laden. My yoke is easy, my yoke is krestos, and my burden is light. That's incredible, isn't it? My yoke could be translated as, my yoke is kind, and my burden is light. I've often thought of the yoke of Jesus as something quite harsh, almost, and painful, but Jesus says his yoke is kind, something that fits exactly for our good. Of course, we have tough times, all of us, Blue Mondays, but his yoke is just fitting for us and is kind. Max Licardo said in a book called A Love Worth Living, could it be that Jesus has lifted our anxiety onto his shoulders and placed a yoke of kindness on ours? Paul also listed kindness as a fruit of the Spirit, something that grows out from a life filled with the Spirit of God. That's why in a letter to the Romans, I think Paul reminds Christians we should not presume on God's kindness. When kindness comes from God, it reflects his heart of grace and mercy, but it's intended to lead us to repentance. And Paul says something similar here in this passage. It wasn't because of the good things <laughs> that we've done. It was because of his mercy. So what is biblical kindness? Answer, something unconditional shown to us from God to the undeserving, and it's full of grace and mercy. Secondly, who should we show kindness to? Paul included governing authorities in Crete, where Titus was a missionary. He begins in Titus 3, 
1 to 2, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceful and considerate, and always be gentle towards everyone. Paul was really keen for Titus to choose leaders with a reputation of showing kindness, that leaders should be those who just love doing what is good. I really enjoyed um, Joe Biden's inaugural speech this week. He said in it, not to lead so much by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. And I thought that that sort of really is what Paul is in, in, trying to encourage Titus to do here. Uh, he's saying in Titus 2.5 to be kind and lead, get leaders to lead by example. He also talks about encouraging kindness in the family uh, in Titus 2.5 for wives and husbands to be kind to each other and for young people to, to do what is good. I mean, I was really impressed. I hope you were last week when Mike shared with us that, that uh, now the children have started tidying their bedrooms and keeping them clean. That's amazing, isn't it? Well done, Babs. Um, Paul says also in uh, 3.8 that kindness should be the lifestyle for every single Christian. And he asks us to stress the teaching that, uh, of this kindness and doing good, that we should be devoted to doing what is good. Now, Titus's audience were not particularly nice people. In fact, Crete was known for having a population of mercenary soldiers who only did things for money. Many Cretan leaders were also very corrupt. And Paul quotes one of their 7th century poets, uh, a guy called Epimendes, with a verse from a poem that I guess most of us would describe as being very politically incorrect and perhaps a little unkind, because he says in it, all Cretans are liars. Hmm, imagine saying that uh, about a, a group of people today. But I think Paul was stressing that kindness must also be accompanied by speaking the truth. For apparently on, on Zeus, it was also known, uh, on, on Crete, it was said that Zeus was born on Crete. And Zeus was a Greek god who lied a lot to get his wicked way with women. And uh, so I think what Paul is trying to say here is it's important uh, for kindness to be accompanied with truth. Perhaps it's a good lesson for us in a world of uh, fake news and bullies uh that we 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 are kind in every way we can but not to be afraid to share that which is truth paul said that speak the truth in love and as the population of crete heard the message of god's love and repented they became part of a growing church shown known for showing kindness they were not without divisions there were jewish christians in crete obsessed with jewish myths and command which paul said pay no attention to but I'm sure Paul knew that kindness could heal disunity. Uh, he, he told others in Ephesians, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ uh, God forgave you. Can you imagine an explosion of kindness in our churches in Wales? Now, I, we love Abergavenny Baptist Church here. Uh, it may not be known for being the biggest church yet in Wales, but uh, it's, it, I think it's already got the reputation for being the kindest church in Wales, showing kindness to everybody. 
uh, I mean, we, showing kindness to the community, to governing authorities, providing kind meals to those going through a tough time, to those with faith, to those without faith, showing kindness to families, showing kindness to singles, showing kindness to to really uh, anybody who's friendly or maybe not so friendly, young and old, uh, rich and poor. Uh, so who should we show kindness to? Answer, everyone, but with integrity and truth. Thirdly, why should we show kindness? We might ask, where does kindness come from? Uh, it's a fascinating question. Some scientists have thought that uh, kindness goes against the instinct of survival of the species. Uh, personally, I think kindness lies dormant in every single one of us. So it must have come from an intelligent designer. It can be seen in some animals, but mostly in humans, whom the Bible says are made in God's image. But unkindness is always lurking below. You don't have to teach children to be unkind to you. It just seems to come from what I call a virus that lives inside us. Perhaps you could call that virus a me first virus. It presents itself from a very young age and sadly it doesn't disappear as you get older. I mean I must admit the other day uh, I was going on about how the West have bought all the vaccines uh, and I was angry about it. I was thinking oh Gosh, the inequality. Uh, I mean, apparently 25 million vaccines in 49 of the richest countries compared to just 25 in some of the most poorest of countries. And uh, I, I was ranting on at the table about this, you know, and then Anne brought me to my, like, me first virus that lies just within me. She said, well, would you swap having the virus with someone in South Sudan? and wait for your vaccine next year. I said, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> That's the truth, you know, me first. So why should Christians want to show any kind of kindness? Well, answer, because God has shown us incredible, undeserved, him first kindness. And I'm sure that's how the Apostle Paul felt after this incredible conversion that he had on the road to Damascus. Actually, he says he really experienced the love of God there. And the word that he uses here for the love, which he combines with kindness, is philanthropos. And you've heard that word, I'm sure, when you've heard the word philanthropy. During the first lockdown, Anne and I spent a little time applying for grants from philanthropists and trusts. And I have to admit, most of the time, we hardly expected an answer. If I'm honest. But then we suddenly got this, this letter uh, granting us £4,000 towards the charity that we were asking for as a hospital in Haiti. And we were so excited, you know. And then I have to admit, I sort of feeling quite proud of myself, thinking, you know, well, it must be that we deserved it. You know, we really deserve this philanthropy. Um, but the philanthropy that comes from God is something that comes to us undeservedly undeservedly. So that's the motivation for showing kindness. Why should we show uh, kindness as Christians? Because we've been shown this incredible kindness from God and it saved us from a drowning world. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I felt I was saved, 
I, I like to use the word rescued when I when I see the word saved. When I think I'm rescued from from sin, from a self-centered life, then I, I want to be um, sharing um, some kind of cons, some kindness in response to that. That God has shown me that rescue, and and He's done it at an incredible expense. I mean, I mean. He's done it by sending his own son to experience incredible pain and take our sin upon him. And, and I find that amazing because really I, I wouldn't sacrifice and I don't think anybody would sacrifice their son or their daughter for somebody else. But, but to sacrifice him and to, to give his son for people who are unkind, for people who are evil, for people who go against everything that he is. Wow, that shows to me incredible, undeserved kindness. And, and, and Paul has grasped this and realizes that, uh, that this is a way of washing away our sins. Verse five, it says, God has made us clean by washing away our sins. Um, is there snow in heaven? We were asked this morning. Um, well, I, I don't know, but I do know this, that even though my sins were as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. I mean, looking at it, it's so nice. I think, wow, to think that my, that's how God views me, white, pure, clean, because he sacrificed his own son for me. And uh, that, that's just great. And to all that to receive eternal life. That is wonderful. So why show undeserved kindness? Because God has shown undeserved kindness to me. When should we show it? Well, simply answer, seize the day, seize the moment. Don't wait to be in the mood for showing kindness. Kindness is not just for Christmas. Kindness is not just something you do in return, you know, for somebody else. I have to admit, I confess here, you know, when I was filling out the Christmas cards this year, I was going through the list, you know, did they send us a Christmas card last year, you know, before I sort of, you know, put one out for them, you know, it's like tit for tat kindness. Um, but that, that's not biblical kindness, it's kind, kindness is, is totally undeserving. And uh, maybe it's when we feel at our worst, when we feel neglected, when we feel that the other person has shown us no kindness, that's who we should be showing kindness to. I mean, Jesus did it, didn't he? On the cross, he was in excruciating pain and he seized the moment to show kindness to a dying thief who didn't deserve anything and offered him eternal life. And all he needed to do was believe. So don't wait to show kindness. If the pandemic has taught me one thing, it's surely that none of us know how long we have on this planet. So seize the day to show kindness as many moments as we can. How should we show kindness? Very quickly, think about showing kindness that empowers somebody else. A kindness with humility as opposed to pride. There's a lovely picture in The Lion, Witch and the Wardrobe when in Narnia, Edmund meets the White Witch and she kindly offers him some Turkish delight. And it might look like kindness, but that kindness was an act of entrapment, a tit-for-tat kindness that was in exchange for Edmund's betrayal of his friends. But in contrast, Father Christmas appears to three other children and gives Susan a bow and arrow, a horn, a Peter, 
he gives them a sword and a shield, Lucy, a healing cordial and a small dagger. And these were presents of kindness that were empowering to win battles, to bring healing. And that's the sort of kindness that we're, we should be longing to give, kindness with humility that empowers the other person. Uh, and that can be expressed simply with words. I'm going to end now with a poem by Brian Bilston that just makes me think, wow, what would happen if kindness exploded like the virus COVID-19? It did not begin in a laboratory in Wuhan, nor with a pangolin or a bat, but it already lay dormant within us, like a seed in need of certain conditions to grow. Its symptoms are many and various. It may include some or all of the following. Teardrops, sudden laughter, a feeling of warmth, a peculiar uplifting of the heart. It leaves its traces everywhere, from boxes left on doorsteps to conversations over fences. It can be transmitted over vast distances through a phone call, or from a smile across a street, or a certain softness of tone spoken beside a hospital bed. It affects young and old equally. Here is no race. Here is no race or gender immune from it. It has the power to topple governments. If one person were to pass it on to just three others, they in turn were to pass it on to three more in no time at all. The world would be full of kindness and where might we ask ourselves would we be then and a postscript just remember it's okay to be kind to yourself as well let's pray heavenly father thank you for your kindness that you've shown us that we don't deserve but we receive it lord with gratitude Help us to notice opportunities to show kindness. Not to delay, but to show it when we don't feel like it. And when we think the other person least deserves it. Help us to show that love vast as the ocean. If we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.